Okay, I kind of realized we have like almost nothing. We have nothing on our list that we haven't already talked about, and I have no idea what it, what we're going to talk about. Well, I could. We could start. Well, we could start talking about video games. Okay. Uh, I don't. So, so I was thinking we usually don't, or we've gotten into a habit, I think, of like starting this without actually like an intro, like a lot of podcasts have. Uh-huh. Where I say like this is still in beta, and then we introduce ourselves. Okay. And so, uh, I'm gonna try and get better at that. Okay. This is still in beta. I'm Jesse, and we introduce ourselves. Yes. Oh, sorry, and I'm William. Uh, yeah. There we go. Um, so this is a podcast kind of about video games by people who make video games. Um, and that's what I do, and that's what William does. Uh. Okay, a long time ago, a video game called Wind Waker came out, right? Yes. I think a few people might have heard of that game. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to play it back then when it was new, and I couldn't take it. I like stopped playing it before I even got to like before I even got the Master Sword, right? I stopped playing it around like the second um mandatory dungeon. Um, because it kind of railroads you for the first like portion of that game. So you know how in Zelda there's get the three things and then there's get the seven things. Right. So I was on part two of get the three things. And so here's the thing about Wind Waker, right? It's about sailing, right? It's about being on a boat. And and sailing around this open ocean world. And that's one of the worst things about this game is the sailing's super boring and really tedious. Uh, and you have to do it a lot. And you have to do it a lot. And there's a ton of like fetch quests that I can tell are like being populated by like some of the collectibles and stuff that I have. And man, like. I have three different kinds of pouches to carry these different collectibles. And I'm, I, I, I'm already sick of it, and I haven't even started most of them. So it's like, they, this was the one that came out right after the Skulltula one, right? Right after... Yeah, this was the one that Ocarina. came after Ocarina. Technically after Majora's Mask, but Majora's Mask is such a weird thing that it doesn't really, it doesn't really impact this game. I could never play that one because I heard that there was time limits yeah, in the yeah. game. And I was just like, no, I'm, I'm immediately. No, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you. Like the three day time limit thing was what turned me off to that game. Back on point. That was right after the one where it was like, oh, the Skulltula thing. Mm-hmm. Surely everybody loved that, which I hated. But yeah, it was dumb. And what do you get out of it? You get a heart container uh, or like a <clears throat> partial heart container. The ultimate thing that you got is a was, bigger wallet, right? No, the ultimate thing you got was a gold rupee. That was the top thing. That's right. And that was like such a kick in the dick. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this seriously, game... it's like you're telling me I went around. I'm already at nine ninety nine rupees. And the thing I get is a gold rupee. Yeah. So I got nothing. You gave me air. Yeah. And like I can't, I can't even put that in my inventory. So he probably just you know drops it on the ground or something, like, and then it blinks out of existence. Like it never, it never existed in the first place. Yeah. No, that this game does that too. 
right? Where you do something and you're rewarded with rupees. And rupees, for the most part, are meaningless in this game. Because what can you buy with rupees? Well, at the beginning, Bombs. you buy bait. <laughs> what do you use bait for? You use bait to... There's, there's some kind of bait to, like, mind control seals. And I've, I have that, and I've never used it. I don't know what it does. But, and then there's another one that you feed to these fish. Um, and you get the fish to tell you secrets and populate your world map because you don't get like your your whole map is empty you have to get these fish to draw the 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 islands on your map for you and you have to bribe them with food that they hate because they always complain about it every time you feed it to them so what is it like for the love of god stop feeding me this horrible bait Go to this island and feed these fish because they're assholes. No, it's stop feeding me this bait. Oh, I guess you want to know about this island here. Okay. Also, here's a here's a thing about uh, an item that you're probably going to get during the, the like during the main quest. And here's stuff that you're just going to figure out on your own. It's really stupid. And. Uh, but yeah, that's the only way you can get anything on your map is to pay these fish to do it with with bait um does that enable and and that does not enable a quick travel or anything no just i haven't figured out anything for quick travel the sailing's very slow everything's very like spaced out like considerably and on top of that you have to like play a song so remember in uh 64 zelda 64 you could play the flute and teleport to things right yes and to play the flute, you just bring the flute up and you push the buttons as fast as you want and you play the song. Right. The Wind Waker, which is the magic wand that you use to conduct the wind orchestra, the wind orchestra yeah. has a set beat per minute thing. And you have to hold the direction that you have to hold a direction on the on the C stick in order to while while the thing moves over the like. That while the metronome moves back and forth, and you have to like get it so that you're holding the direct the correct direction while this thing moves left to right. So it's all like time restricted, and if you mess up partway through, you have to start all over again. And it's not like they're super long. It's just that is just another tedious thing about this game that sucks. Because I can't just go like da 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 da, and then and then like that's the song of the you know the the. Song right, you can't just jam it in real fast. You know, it's like I want to play. I have to play the song, uh, like the day night song. So I, I just bring up the whistle and go do 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 do, and that's it. I gotta do my Saria song. So I go ba 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 ba, and then I teleport to that place. Right. This one, it's like you have to hold it. Bum 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 bum, and then it plays it back again. And it's and if you mess it up, if you if you hold the C stick in the wrong direction, then it then it just boggles the whole thing, and you gotta. Do the do it all over again, <laughs> and you have to play a certain song every time you want to change the direction of the wind, and you can't sail against the wind. You can only sail with it or perpendicular to it at a slower rate. Right? So you don't have one of those fancy sailboats that can go into the wind. No, you can't. There's no. Yeah, you can't do any kind of like tacking maneuver <laughs> where you like. You only have one sail. Right. You're not and you're you're also in like a dinghy, essentially a dinghy with a with a talking dragon embedded into it. 
and so that makes the sailing even worse because not only and they expect you to do like sailing combat with this too because they give you like when you get the bombs you get a cannon that that super sucks and because there's no reticle or anything that you can aim with it it's just free aim or a lock-on but the lock-on doesn't take into account the travel time of the 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 bombs that you're shooting so if you do the lock-on targeting with like the z targeting or in this case l and you try to shoot the bombs at things while they're in motion, it's going to trail behind all the time, unless you're short shooting point blank. Like, and then also the thing turns super slow, so it's just maddening that you're supposed to, like, fight things with this. How did you get a cannon on a dinghy? That's what I want to know. It kind of just, like, pops out of it, like it sort of um, morphs out of the body of the boat. So it's a magic boat. No, it's definitely ma- it talks to you. It's a magic boat. Yes. Yeah. Also, it can move without a sail and it can move faster on its own without a sail than with you in it with the sail. This is this is through what I've gleaned through story stuff, because <clears throat> it'll just kind of like when it finds you initially, it knows exactly where you are. One, it knows exactly where you are, even though you were thrown out of a fortress in a random direction, but it found you and then took you to an island as well uh, within, like, no no time at all, right? So it can move faster than you think it can. It just doesn't want to. So maybe the, is this magic boat just like a piece of shit that's drawing yes. you? Okay. I have, I have a theory that it's actually Ganon, like, sent by Ganon to make me sail around the world and do, and do all of the stuff for it because it's having me, like collect all of the things that Ganon's after, right? Like collecting mm-hmm. the three things to unlock the thing to get the Master Sword, which pulling out the Master Sword, like, reanimated a bunch of enemies that were frozen in time. So I'm doing a bad thing. Thanks, boat. Like, this That's, this boat is an evil boat. Yeah, and it's also and, and, and being a total dick and being annoying to use and yeah. not knowing how to do tacking. And also, like, railroading me for the first three three dungeons and like not letting me explore anything because he's like no you got to go on these things you got to go to these other places we can't it's too dangerous you can't explore outside of my you know single path to that i have to put you on and god this guy sucks that, that actually sounds like a much like a like a pretty interesting like twist on the story is if that boat was actually some incarnation of ganon's <laughs> yeah if it was some kind of like lesser demon of ganon's yeah yeah uh that would be good, and um, so I haven't gotten that that far yet to f- to find out the truth behind this stupid, you know, <laughs> sailboat. You haven't you haven't got the reveal. Yeah, you find that the boat's actually been manipulating you the whole time. Yeah. So, um, because I'm just doing I'm doing all of this like under the under the s the uh, you know the the assumption that he's like helping me that he that. I'm some, some I'm so I'm I'm on some sort of quest to save the world or something. Even though I'm not the chosen one, but they just dressed me up like that. Like my grandma gave me these clothes for no reason because it was my birthday. <laughs> She's like, "Here, dress up like Link." Uh, <laughs> she doesn't say that, but she does say like, "Here's your special." So also, the boat's birthday. an idiot and thinks you're the chosen one. Yeah, because he found he found the wrong guy. It's mistaken identity. Uh huh. It's like this. It's like the life of Brian. <laughs> if you've ever seen that one, no, but I have seen 
the three amigos, which I guess isn't exactly the same. That's that's where people. That's that's more like yeah, they like, were already. That's more like a bug's life where they saw they saw people do something heroic and thought they really were, even though it was all just a play. Yeah, or Galaxy Quest. It's all the same plot. Yeah, Three Amigos is the best one though. Yeah, well, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, Quest is, is good. pretty good. I know you say that, and you say it, but Three Amigos is still my favorite. Yeah. Kaka, kaka! Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a great movie. Also, my, the whole My Little Buttercup part. My Little Buttercup, yeah. And Summoning the Invisible Swordsman. The is Singing also great. Bush. <laughs> yes. Singing Bush. Oh, tied to, the bugs, to a bug's life. Uh, Randy Newman mm-hmm. did the Singing Bush and some of the, and the music for that movie. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like he did like all of the non-scary music for every movie, right? Like, it's like just, there's just three guys. It's like John Williams and Randy Newman and... And uh, not Tim Burton, the other one. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Tim Burton's the director. Yeah. Those are the only three people that make music for movies. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. You know. What did he do? Uh, well, recently, I guess not so recently, he did all the Batman movies. And Inception and Man of Steel and the Pirates movies. Hmm. probably a lot of other stuff that i'm i saw an interesting video about uh marvel music like music and marvel movies Did you oh see about that? how it's just generic score yeah and, I, and like yeah it was kind of interesting because it's totally true like there's not a single there's not really a single of the movies the current movies that i could think of like a song when when they when they were like asking people because they they go around like the premise of it is they go a- asking people on the street like to sing a song like from, hum a tune from a Marvel movie from a Marvel movie because they, it's like they ask Star Wars and everybody can come up with like one or two Star Wars songs yeah and then I can't remember what the other ones were that they asked but uh, did he do <clears throat> Superman did they do that I don't remember. But I think even like Harry Potter, like people can oh, yeah. name stuff. And like, but they were mostly John Williams things, right? Yeah, but then they, yeah, so then they asked, yeah, they asked for, for uh, Marvel and nobody could think. And it goes like, the, I, I went to Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever Spider Can, which <laughs> yeah. is not the, it's not the score for any of those movies. No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that that brings up the that that video brought up um, temp music and directors editing their video to temp music and stuff. So I got a question for you, since you like work in the sound area. Do you guys ever do the temp music thing for? Like, what do you do? Because I mean, you have and it's also because it's like some some of the stuff like. I don't know. Like, how do how do you do how do you do that when you music? We'll do some, not in the way that they're doing it, because the like way they'll, they'll, I mean, they score, they they time stuff to it. Yeah, that's it. that's one of the well, that there is is one of the key differences between video game music and movie music is that nobody's editing to to anything, right? Because right? I could go fuck up, shoot this gun and go nuts over here like and you may still be like dicking around at the bar or something or whatever. yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so for us, temp music means more just means representative, but unfinished. So like something like we've got a guy in house that does some composition and sometimes he's the guy that does the final composition, but, but other times we'll outsource to other composers like, uh, like Jesper kid, uh, those guys who've done like scores for other games, uh, like the Hitman games and Assassin's Creed and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll outsource to those guys and they'll send back um, like rough versions, but we don't really have the same kind of temp music thing. Sometimes for trailers that'll happen and they'll put music that they hope is the music, but because of licensing issues or other legal things, it's like, Oh, well the trailers edited to that piece. But now that we have the real music, that we could license, we have to recut the video slightly and change up how the music plays out to that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I guess, I mean, like cinematics, I imagine it's kind of the same thing. Well, cinematics is, oh boy, we don't do a lot of cinematics. Well, there's, but I mean, there's definitely some in-game stuff that happens. Yeah. I mean, there's in-game stuff that happens, but honestly, for a lot of that stuff, there's not even like. Other games do it differently. They do it more like fixed camera kind of stuff. But our studio tends to not do it that way. So what ends up happening usually is it just kind of plays out with whatever music was playing or something like that. Well, I mean, there's definitely intros that are... Uh, Yeah, there's the intro stuff. And that stuff can be... A hideous mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine it's got to be so much more complicated because it's like all that stuff. It's like time to music, but it's not like it's not nearly as easy as just editing video is for like making something cut a little long because you get like it's all in engine rendered stuff mm-hmm. and done with music. It's got to be pretty complicated. Yeah, like the they end up with like an idea of the timing they want for the in-engine stuff. And so you've got a lot of like, you know, animation data and other things that like can't really change that much after you've already put them in the game. So you either have to like do mocap sessions another time or all all of that stuff and then like cut the thing um differently. But uh the thing that in typically the thing that ends up happening with those like cinematic intros is the people with the strongest opinions don't weigh in until it's almost done. <laughs> That's how all video game production goes. Yeah. And then the people at the top are like, I need to make it seemed like I did something. So here's my opinion about why <laughs> this needs to change drastically. And also like, uh, you know, you have to do it and my change is absurd, but this is why you're going to be crunching for the next two weeks. <laughs> um, that's video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that mechanic slash quest slash, feature slash whatever that you were working on for the past month 
I'm gonna come in and shit all over it, and now you have to redo it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like where where were you like five months ago when we, you know, proposed this? Yeah. On vacation, probably. Uh, so, but yeah. Um, anyway, where was I? I was talking about Wind Waker. Right. Hey, hey, so much. And I distracted you because it was just, it, it, it was, it was getting a little long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a lot of like, uh, well, okay. Yeah. I'll just leave it as there's a lot of choices in that game that were ill-conceived. Uh, and there, there are quite a number of people who I think have retroactively decided to love that game. It's a pretty shitty Zelda game <laughs> so far. I'm kind of I'm trying to muscle through it, but it's tough. A lot of the controls are bad. Vertical look is inverted, right? That's strike number one, but also horizontal look for the free camera is inverted. So if I move the C stick left and right, it's the opposite of what I'm inclined to do. If I move the first person aiming up and down, it's the opposite of what I expected to do. And there's no way to fix that. So pushing down looks up? Yes. Yeah, that's the way I always do it. I always play Y inverted. You're a monster. Should I I'm not flying monster? a plane. You're tilting a camera. No. You push down on a camera to look up. I'm not tilting a camera. You literally are tilting a fucking camera. Shut up. <laughs> that's the metaphor that you want, but in a first-person game, I'm not tilting a camera. I'm tilting my head. No, there's no head. You're tilting a camera. <laughs> I know how those games work. I know how the scenes are put together. There's no body there. I'm not there. talking about... There's just a pair of disembodied hands and a camera. I'm not talking about the literal construction of the in-game thing. I'm talking about my mental understanding of what my action is. And if I want to look up, I push up. It's not like I'm pulling back on a plane, you know, a control flight stick. It's like I want to look up, so I push up. Just like with a mouse, I push up on the mouse to look up. Because up means up. If I were controlling a virtual cursor with the control stick... Yeah, that's I would the difference. Be, that's I would the difference. When you're moving a left. mouse, you're moving a cursor around. And that's what I'm doing on screen with a reticle, is I'm moving a cursor around. But the cursor is stuck to a, is stuck to a stick at this point. And so that's what I'm doing. <sighs> It doesn't matter how it's how it's conceived inside the game engine. It's the metaphor for what like the game is telling me to do is what my hand is wanting to do naturally. I don't know. I see it as still taking camera. But also, weren't you the one last time that was saying you hate playing any console shooter because you can't use the control sticks? Uh, yes, that's why you stopped playing the Uncharted games because you couldn't shoot in them. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> sounds like that's, a, that's part of the problem. That's, that's because aiming with a control stick is terrible anyway. I agree, it's bad, but it's even worse when you invert the look. No, because see, look, if I was going to grab your head with my hands, right? If I'm going to grab your head with my hands and like make you look at something, which is how I imagine my superpower with of making like the, the character on screen look with the control stick. If I'm going to move your head to look around, 
I like I move my hand like to the left to make you look left. But then I move my hands down to make you look up, and I move them up to make you look down. If you're grabbing the back of my head, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing with a controller when I'm controlling a character. I'm grabbing the back of their head. But you're not. (sighs) (laughs) But that's not what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I am puppet mastering somebody in a video game world with a controller. Yeah, but what if you thought of it as you are the character? No, that's never going to happen. I, See, I would, it sounds like a problem with if, you. If I, were, if I were to think I was actually the character, I would kill myself because I've done such horrible, horrible things in those games. I can't put myself in that position. <laughs> My God, are you kidding me? <sighs> I yeah. mean, I shot rocket launchers inside of the, inside of the, the airship in Fallout just to see if I'd blow that kid up. And you can't kill the kids. No, stupid invincible child. No. I had my... <laughs> I, I've got a video of uh, one of my companions chasing that kid around through the airship, stabbing him. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, too, because like, he still shows up as an enemy when you have to go murder everybody in there. Yeah, and you can't kill him. But she wants to so bad. <laughs> And she'll just chase him up and down, like up and down, tirelessly, <laughs> stabbing this kid, cursing his name, but <laughs> won't, won't get him down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they don't just let you kill them. You know, like Deus Ex lets you kill kids. And if it, well, if it made you feel bad, that's your fault. You <laughs> killed a kid. Feel bad. That's, I think that game was also pre-ESRB. No, I don't think it was. Really? Yeah. I think we've had this question before. I have to look up the timing. But, okay, maybe it's not, like, actually pre-ESRB, but it's before it started to get, like, really serious. Because... Yeah. Well, okay, so here's a question. It's not much older than Daggerfall, and Daggerfall had bare boobs, and then Oblivion almost got adults only because there were tits in the texture that you could never see unless you installed a mod. Um... Are you lost now? Yeah, I was... Um, okay, here's what I was going to ask. Should a game be rated for that kind of thing? The capacity to murder children? Yeah. Should it be rated on the capacity to murder children or only if it directs you to murder children? <laughs> uh I think you have to I think you have to rate it on what you're capable of doing within the game. And I'm saying an unmodded version of the game because the hot coffee thing was stupid bullshit, too. Yeah, that was really stupid because you had to it was like inaccessible data that you had to like mod the game to get to much like the. The textures thing. So, yeah, you think if you could kill a kid, though, you like. That would be that would be what would that be? Would that be would that just be mature? Or would that be adults only? Because it's not sex, which is usually what gets the adults only thing. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it it's kind of it's kind of difficult to quantify. Like, <laughs> I mean, a lot of these rating but, things are because right? because somehow 
here's the thing. Maybe it's based on what society feels. And apparently, like, murdering lots of people is not that big a deal. But if you shoot a fucking gorilla, then that's it. The world has <laughs> come to an end. Yeah. Uh, so it, oh like, yeah, and if so it seems still, like Fallout Four should be rated like triple X. It should have like a porn rating because you could totally murder gorillas. There's in no Fallout gorilla. Four. Oh, there yeah, are no, gorillas. but they're fake gorillas. <laughs> That's the thing. They're more like animatronics, right, or some kind of clones. Okay, you can kill um, cats. Yeah, you can kill all kinds of cats. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about the ratings board in general, though, is that so much of it is like based on a selective perspective of what you or what I guess people in general think is objectionable, (laughs) right? So it's some kind of committee that says like that has to like rank things as in, in degrees of badness for different ages or ages of people. Cause that's all we care about. Right. It's like what age people are when they consume this thing. Yeah. I which mean, also that's... like if it's mature, which is like 18 and up. That was 17 or is it 17 plus? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So then what's adults only? I think that's 18, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it seems like that would have to be 18. Yeah. Right. I guess I don't I don't see why there's like why not just make it mature 18. Right? And then just say like that's that's the top one. This one goes to 11. <laughs> this one goes to 11. Be- because it's like it's like how parents are willing to uh let their children to to buy move to buy R-rated movies for their children or let them or take them to an R-rated movie mm-hmm. but they won't take them to like an X-rated movie because adults only means sex means hardcore T- typically it means there's something sexual because for some reason Americans decided that sex is worse than violence even though it's typically not hurting anyone and if it is it's violence <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh so that's why because if you see adults only it's like oh i definitely should not let my child consume that but if it's mature it's like oh, i'm a, not a great parent so i don't really care okay so then back to my original question a game like Deus Ex that has the capacity to kill children. Mature mm-hmm. or adults only? Well, if we're just going on the violence thing, it's mature because I mean, there's all, I mean, don't they kill children in Harry Potter movies? Mm, do they kill them? Well, I guess the whole premise is about an attempted murder of a child, right? Yeah. So he didn't die though. That's the thing. But they try, and I swear there's, like, some scenes where, like, somebody comes down and there's fireballs and shit, and there's crowds of people that just get murdered. Also, there's children that, like, die in, like, one of those, like, competitions, like, the the, the whichever one, the Goblet of Who's a What's It's or whatever. Right? Yeah, but they're, like, teens, 
So it's okay to kill teens. <laughs> They're still minors. Still murdering a minor. Yeah. Again, and I think most people are more offended by the capacity to murder dogs and cats than they are to murder children. Most people are more offended by the murder of dogs and cats than by just any human. Yeah. Like, if it was a kid, it would, it, they would probably say, like, oh, I guess that's worse. But, like... I, if it's a so, baby, if it's an infant or a toddler, they'd say it's worse. An eight-year-old child is probably about the same level as a dog on, on how horrified people are. <laughs> so, like, you show, you, <laughs> you show one group of people a dog getting hit by a truck... Show another group of people showing, uh, get it like an eight year old getting hit by a truck that you think they're about even, you think they're about on par, like which one was worse or you say the same, you show the same group both (laughs) and you're like, okay, turn, turn the dial, you know, which one was worse, the kid getting hit or the dog getting hit, kid getting hit, dog getting hit. Uh, so I ran somewhat of a social experiment. It was also, so I used to like whenever I was TA, right? A TA. Oh my gosh. You showed people snuff films. No, no, not specifically. No, they weren't real. No snuff films. They have to really be dying. These weren't okay. real people really dying. Okay. This was everything was still just movie clips, right? Okay. It was all on YouTube. So that's not <laughs> saying much because I'm pretty sure they do have snuff films on YouTube, but they weren't snuff films. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get out of the way of that. <clears throat> all right. No, there was all uh, for. So I used to TA a and teach a intro to sound design class, right? And so one of the things I started doing after, like, the the first semester I taught there was I would show examples of sound uh, in film and how different sound and stuff in film can um, provoke different emotions, right? And how it's used. And this was specifically looking at how music was used in different films. And so I had three clips that I would, t- that I would go to. The first one was the intro to up because that's all music, right? And it's all composed for the, for the intro, but it just destroys you. Right. And so I would use that. And then I would, I would play them. Um, the scene from, I actually played them two scenes from no country for old men which has no music outside of diegetic music, right? It's, it's only music if it's playing on the radio or something in the scene. And so one of them, and this, these I would play, uh, like, I think I would play them staggered. I think it changed up this, the order in which I show these. But one scene was the main antagonist guy uh, who's got the, like, uh, cattle gun thing you've never seen the movie no just go on okay so this main bad guy and he's like just a hitman sociopath guy and so in one scene he like strangles a cop to death right so that's like how they introduce that character is he strangles this cop to death and the scene's completely like devoid of music and so all you hear is like the rustling and the and like the gurgling of the cop as he strangles him to death uh the other scene is the uh Josh Brolin, that's the guy from Goonies, right? And he's getting chased by a gang of drug dealers, and the drug dealers send a dog after him. So the dog's chasing him. These other guys are in trucks, but the trucks don't manage to follow him. And so he jumps into a river, the dog follows him into a river and is gonna try to kill him. And so he uh pulls out his gun after he gets to shore and shoots the dog. And then the fourth scene that I would show is the uh 
Apocalypse Now, uh, Rite of the Valkyries thing where they ride in and shoot up a Vietnamese school. So I showed them all of these. The only one that people had, okay, so outside of, get up out of the way because that's going to be, that's well, going to be sad. Yes. But the only one that people had an objection to was the th- scene where pe- the guy shot the dog. And I'm like, wait, you're more, you're upset about the guy shooting the dog? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, but this other scene, these guys are gunning down children and teachers. And they were like, uh, what? and I'm like, but it was a lot of them. <laughs> but they were Vietnamese. No, it was, well, <laughs> that part, that might have been part of it, but, but my, my point is it was a lot of them and it's hard to get attached to a lot of people dying. That's messed up. That should make you more upset. Right, but it's not true. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> they didn't. Here's the other thing. The, on, the, the dog death wasn't even on screen. You just hear the dog die. <sighs> but they were more upset about that. They were more upset. Okay, what about the cop strangling scene? They didn't care about the cop. He just got strangled for doing his job. <laughs> yep. they were they did not flinch but the dog getting shot and i was just i looked at them and i'm like you people <laughs> anyway so i'm right about shooting dog and like capacity to kill dog is probably about as equal at least on horror level as capacity to kill eight-year-old child well and... it's at least higher than killing a school full of eight-year-old children <laughs> Yeah, that that's which that's, apparently like that's not as bad the, as the it, greater number in your mind is like less of a deal. It is. <laughs> it's disgusting. Think about it. Think about I it. I am thinking about in it. the in the Batman movie, Joker blows up a hospital, right? It was an empty hospital. Well, okay, fine. But he he's he blows up people like lots of people in different places but then it's like oh it's batman's girlfriend now it matters all of a sudden because there's that one person so one person with a name it matters a lot more than like blowing up just a whole bunch of innocent people well the difference there was that was at least from the perspective of batman was that was one batman knew about that was one batman tried to avoid by sending her to a trying to send her to a safe place and was foiled by and that one was one that he could have potentially stopped. So for Batman, that hits him harder than it does the empty hospital. Or, you know, the other things that Joker did. So as far as like movie making, I guess I get it. When else did he try to when else did he kill a bunch of people? Well, there was like everybody in the justice system died like within like a few minutes of each other. Yeah. And then there was <laughs> everybody in the justice system. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was there was the entire police station that exploded. What? Oh, yeah, the the man bomb. There was like when they robbed the bank and like all of those people. Yeah. Well, they only shot a couple of guys there, right? Yeah, I guess. And weren't so. they employees? But they also, they were, there was a mob, <laughs> it was a mob bank. So he's just shooting criminals at that point. 
Do you really think like the teller yes. at the bank was part of the mob? <laughs> I think I think you'd have to be right. They're all on the take, right? <laughs> Just like most think... of the justice system that was also killed. No, they blew up all the people that were not cor- were that weren't corruptible. Right? Oh, is that what they did? Yeah, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yes, I thought Joker was cleaning house, but for the mob, right? Yeah, <laughs> which would be the not corrupt. Oh, movie. right, because they were trying to. Jeez, oh, I gotta watch that movie again, man. Yeah, so it's bad at your Batman lore. Ah, uh, jeez, take that shirt off. He's wearing another Batman shirt. Another Batman shirt? You only have one? Yeah, I only have one Batman shirt. Wow. You know, I didn't even have a Star Wars shirt until a year ago. And then we got them for Christmas, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I just, I typically don't have a lot of, like, logoed shirts. I got you the R2-D2 shirt. Yeah. It's comfy, right? It's a super comfy shirt. Man, I don't know what happened with shirt technology, but... There was just that point in like 2010, 2012 area where shirts just got comfortable. I don't know what happened. I feel like it's probably bad for the environment somehow, but that new like comfy shirt style is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody got their act together and was like, what if we made shirts that feel good? I know. It's like wearing a cloud. Yeah. But it's like wearing Cloud of the Giant sticker on it if you've got something printed on it. Well, it really depends on how they print it, though, because if it's that weird screen printing where it feels like a big clump of ink, that's terrible. That ruins the shirt. But yeah. if it's just dyed on, like... This is actually... I mean, it's kind of like that printing, but it's it's so scattered plot that it, it doesn't really... But also, this shirt is pretty heavy to to begin with. It's not a comfy shirt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I don't know, those shirts are great. Uh, yeah, and I started making them into hoodies too. What? Mm-hmm. You can get comfy hoodies, but are they warm? Because that's why I wear a hoodie. The warm enough for me. I just need something to keep the wind. Well, from you're just a blowing abominable snowman anyway. Like you walk out there and nothing. Shorts in like thirty degree weather. It's true. I do run like the AC on cold. In winter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I did not get that that heat gene. <laughs> I wear... It's because you got that thin, like, weird, like, plastic man skin. Yeah. I, I do the opposite. I wear, like, house shoes and socks in the summer <laughs> if the AC's on too high. <laughs> But back to video games. I finished Fallout. Yeah? Yes. Who'd you blow up? Um, I, the one I didn't blow up was the railroad. Okay, so you went with the wa- railroad? Yeah, because they morally seemed the least shitty. And you couldn't actually side with the Minutemen, right? You can. I was actually in the position where I could, and I decided to not. Um, cause I figured out how I did it because I was just experimenting. So, you know, like when you, so the very, very first time you, you teleport into the Institute, I went with the Minutemen and had, and built my, 
built my teleporter at the sanctuary with the Minutemen's help. And oh, so yeah. I was on Team Minutemen at the time. Oh, I didn't even know you could get that far with them. Yeah, so you can. And so that's what I did at first. And uh, when I teleported into the Institute, the first time, as soon as Father walked out, I shot him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wait for him to talk or anything. I just, I just shot him in the head. Hello, son. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just killed him. Oh, really? You didn't figure that one out? Well, I had my assumptions, but I was just like, fuck that guy. I'm going to shoot him in the head. Uh -huh. But I was really dissatisfying because once I shot him, like all the doors and stuff were blocked off and I couldn't go out and see the rest of the place. And there's this huge area that I couldn't explore. And yeah. so I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. And that's where a lot of like the coolest set pieces and stuff are because nothing's like busted. Right. And so, yeah. And so it was it was kind of shitty because I couldn't really explore anywhere. And I, all I could do is teleport out. And then the and then when I teleport out, I go back and talk to uh, Durka Durka. What's that guy's name? Yeah. From the Minutemen. Mm -hmm. I, Preston. <laughs> Preston. Yeah. Preston Hollow or whatever. No, wait, that's a neighborhood in Dallas. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Pre Preston, whatever his name was. Um, so I talked to him and it was like, we're at, it's like, it's come to this. We're at war with the Institute. <laughs> like they start it was great because i the guy he talks as if they started it somehow which was not what happened <laughs> so that was kind of interesting so yeah if you do that then you can go uh you can continue a quest line with them where you're on team minutemen and i guess you don't have to make a choice with the other three i don't know because i didn't really pursue it because like i said i wanted to go explore the institute mm. but i suppose once I got into the Institute, I could have just started randomly shooting people and then still sided with the Minutemen at that point. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even know you could get that far as to start building the teleporter with them. I thought the last thing I did with them was take over that fort. Mm -hmm. And then that was it. Yeah, well, whenever you get like the parts or the plans or whatever, you can go to whoever you want to. And there were, I mean, you could... You could take the teleporter to one of three people. You could take it to somebody in the railroad. You could take it to somebody in the uh, um, the Brotherhood of Steel. Or you could take it to the Minutemen. And so I took it to the Minutemen because I was trying to be friends with everybody. Yeah, I guess the Minutemen were such a non-entity. And I was also kind of already invested in the railroad stuff. Because mm -hmm. that's the, the route that I was pursuing to begin with. Now I did because I because I like started to look into everything a lot. Like I did see that like if you join the Minutemen before you go to the Institute, there's this like pair, there's this quest with the Institute and this the only unique pair of glasses in the game that you can get that you can't if you join the railroad you can never get these these glasses. They kind of suck, but uh, I think they give you like plus two intelligence and minus one charisma or something like that. Uh -huh. So, I mean, they're kind of crappy because I don't really know what intelligence does for you anyway. I guess it get, like you earn XP a little faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, with the perk system, yeah, the bonuses to that stuff doesn't really matter. Bonuses to stats are pretty bullshit, except for strength and agility are the only ones I really notice anything. Strength, agility and charisma to a point. 
Yes, because I've definitely maxed out my charisma because I was like taking the mintats and like still not being able to sell stuff for any better. And because I guess the the charisma outfit that I have that I put on when I sell stuff was already maxing out my sale. Mm, that's potential. a bummer. Yeah, because there was like the great mintats or whatever that like boost your sale bonus and your charisma. Yeah, and I would take like I would pop one of those pills and it didn't help at all. So I guess I'd already I'd capped out the most you could get for buying and selling. Kind of disappointing that there's a cap. Well, there's definitely a cap. <laughs> hmm. So you went with the railroad. Yep. And you blew up the institute. Yeah. Yeah. And were you disappointed by that ending? Uh. Because I was. Well, I mean, it's like you kind of from very far away, you just you see a mushroom cloud and. And then they end with War Never Changes, because that's their thing now, I guess. Well, but it's not just they end with War Never Changes. They end with, like, in Fallout New Vegas and stuff, they show what happened to different people based on your interaction with them. And oh, this yeah. one, it was kind of just, like, there was maybe one or two people that they said what happened to them. But Well, it's because everybody died. Well, but even, like, your personal ending was just, like... And so you decided you live in the waste now, and that's your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. You know? Well, I mean, you could, I guess you could raise Robot Sean, unless you blew him up. Child you can kill. Uh, no, I, I saved Robot, Robot Sean. Also, it's not a, not a child. It's a synth. <sighs> this doesn't count. I thought the whole point of joining the railroad was that they, they, can't, they were people too. Well, but this thing can't get older so it's like a baby vampire oh god that's not like like uh kirsten dunstan interview with a vampire <laughs> yes why did i save kid sean i can't believe you knew kirsten dunst was in interview with a vampire yeah how did you even remember that i don't know i remember a lot of random things about movies <laughs> Apparently not the stuff about the mob and the uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, nothing about Batman. <laughs> I remember a lot of stuff about that movie. But... Um... but yeah, some of the through line about why he was killing off the... Was it because of the the case that they were stacking against them? Yeah, where they had like 50 people in yeah. the courtroom that were all... Yeah, everybody yeah. involved with that case was, got uh, blown up. What did they call that? Uh, Rico? The Rico case that they had. That's what it was. And so he had to kill all of the justices and stuff that were involved with... The judge, that. the DA. Yeah. Yeah. That's that movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Wonder Woman's coming out soon, right? Is it soon? I don't know. Maybe not. I feel like I would have seen a commercial for it when I was at watching Doctor Strange. Uh, have you seen Doctor Strange? Yeah, I watched it. It's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed... There was a couple of things, key things that I enjoyed about that movie. Um, neither of them were Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent, but... <laughs> it's just weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I almost like just would prefer him be British. I don't yeah. care. I don't care if Doctor Strange is American and from New York. 
if he's played Benedict Cumberbatch, he gets to have a British accent. He gets to be British. He gets a pass. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like anybody... He, It's not like anybody would really care, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I mean... I I, think, I, I I imagine there being internet outrage until they saw the movie, and then they'd be like, "Oh no, he needs to be speaking with a British accent." Oh, he should have been British the whole time. <laughs> yeah, how can we go retcon the entire Marvel universe to make him British now? <laughs> that never happens again. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the words where he has like a like hard R sounds and then speaking in an, an American accent, like one of the things that kind of grinds me on me the most is when he, whenever he says chakras, cause it sounds like that. It sounds like chakras. <laughs> and it's like, he's trying to just like destroy that word because he wants to say it like a, with a British accent instead. How would you say it with a British accent? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like people do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> there's that okay <laughs> like moving british, on like a british accent like you would say it you know like you would how you would also say other tea, tea or, or crumpets or, or throw up box yeah okay so move on uh you know uh riding on the tube that kind of stuff <laughs> british stuff right yeah and you wouldn't say chakras like that yeah I don't even say chakras like that, but he just like wants to just chakras like he just wants to. <clears throat> OK, and now the other things that that, that bothered you? No, no, that was the, no, the, the, the things that I liked, though. Oh, OK. I was saying things that I liked. Oh, OK. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Uh, I like Tilda Swinton. Uh-huh. And I liked that they, at one point in the movie, uh, so this is, this is, well, I guess it's kind of spoiler, kind of spoiler. At one point in the movie, he, he has killed a guy and he says to, uh, uh, Mondu or whatever that guy's name is like, look, basically like, look, I just killed a guy. I'm a doctor. I, swore an oath to help people. I don't want to kill anybody. And Mondo's like, but you're, you're going to have to. And he's like, you're just not. And, and Dr. Strange is like, well, I'm going to find another way. Like, you're just not being creative enough. You don't have to kill these people. And then he follows through with that to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And he goes the rest of the movie without killing anybody and actually thinks of clever ways to defeat the enemies instead of just like killing them through fight powers. Cause right. he's actually not very good at fighting people. Mm-hmm. Which is totally great, <laughs> and that's the and that's and that's also good because it's not like some of these other superhero movies where like they start the movie not a superhero into the movie like Captain Murder Pants like this guy is like it becomes way more competent over time, but he's not good enough at the things people are using to fight each other like it's not a force awakens scenario where suddenly he can out lightsaber somebody who's been training for years. He can be serviceable at it and he can not die, but he does get seriously injured. And then the way he beats them is by just being smarter than they were. 
Yeah, I think, and that was the thing, and, and, you know, when Robbie and I watched it, that was something that he really loved too, is like, you know, when you fight the big baddie at the end, it was, it wasn't just, you know, overpowering him. It wasn't just like Thor, like, oh, the movie, I, I'm having a hard time the whole movie because I know my powers. Oh, here's my powers. I win in five seconds. Yeah. Right? It was like, it wasn't about overpowering the enemy or anything. It was beating them through cleverness. Yeah. And like the whole time, like all the, like you're kind of right. Like the fighting, like it, there was a whole bunch of like cleverness when he's like doing the portal stuff and all that. Like it was, it was all about that. It, I mean, that's how a wizard should win a fight is yeah. through cleverness and not through just brute shooting, force. shooting bolts of magic bolts at each other until one of them explodes. Yeah. And then like sh- doing some kind of Dragon Ball Z Hadouken fight uh, until one of them is like overpowered by the other's Hadouken. <laughs> yes. Are yeah. You, are you are you complaining about a Harry Potter movie? Yes. In this yes. scenario, that's how he beat him. That's how he beat the bad guy. So it was just a Dragon Ball Z fight ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a better wizard movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you love Tilda Swinton. Yeah, you get enough. She has a really great role in this. Yes. The only the only other thing that was like it wasn't bad enough for me to not like the movie, but it was just kind of like eye-rolly was some of the like forced humor in the movie. Beyoncé. Like the yeah, like the Beyoncé jokes thing and the um Oh, there was something else that just kind of seemed like it took the punch out of the mo- out of the moment it was the uh the, the tear wipe stuff where uh where his cape wipes the tears away you remember that no oh <laughs> yeah there was a few moments like that where like i did kind of like the cape though no the cape was great it it was like rug or carpet <laughs> yeah it was rug. kind of a, it was kind of a character yeah, they kind of, they yeah, they and they made it sort of a not quite as uh integral as uh, magic carpet from Aladdin, but like the same kind of like inanimate object with a personality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um So that was cool. But also the design of that thing, like the uh the lining on it was really neat. It wasn't just a red cape, it was like had this crazy like checkerboard looking thing on the inside. I'm just happy that it explains why the collie manages to stay up the way that it does. Oh yeah, because it's it's because it's magic and alive and it wants to. Yeah, it's not a bunch <laughs> of starch. It's like it's it's staying popped because it wants to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good movie. Marvel continues to do good stuff. And I'm not sick of it. I think I think other people are getting tired of all the superhero stuff, but this was different enough. Yeah. You know, that it wasn't it was, you know. It wasn't the like there's a big bad thing and you have to shoot a laser into the sky to destroy it kind of thing. It was yeah. But it seems like it's coming to a head. Kind of, because there's only one more Infinity Stone left. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not sure which movie that one's going to pop up in. Possibly Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, I don't think Wonder Woman's coming out. Well, I don't really know. I know I've seen a couple of trailers more recently. I I feel like after watching this Batman vs. Superman movie, like that that will probably be like the best DC movie. Because Wonder Woman was totally the highlight of that movie for me. Uh so okay, so you watched it. Yes. Okay, yeah, but I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Okay, well you knew Wonder Woman was in it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and they've also got like a really ham fisted like introduction of the rest of the Justice League through like an email or something. <laughs> Not exactly. But I I actually liked that because uh I liked the way that they did it because it was kinda like, oh, Here's everybody else in the Justice League. We all fucking know who they are. And now we don't have to do an origin story for all of them if we do movies for them. Because they're already all... They already all exist. They all have all their... They all have their powers. And so we can just introduce them into movies as we need to. Because it like literally just showed the origin or showed the characters. It showed, like, the Flash. You know, it showed... The only origin it really showed kind of was um, uh, Cyborg, but I think that's because most people don't know who Cyborg is. Yeah. But like Aquaman and the Flash, everybody knows who they are. And so they just kind of like showed, oh, Aquaman and the Flash are alive in in this universe. (laughs) How did did they show the the Aquaman's powers? Uh, They showed (laughs) a guy. Somebody standing around and he's just like, what do you do? And then suddenly a fish hits him in the face. (laughs) Because, oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> hey guys, at like a sushi restaurant, what do you do? Octopus just comes out and like slaps him across the face. <laughs> That's what I do, bitch. No, <laughs> it was like, it was like footage of like a camera on a submarine or something. And so he was like way down like in the ocean depths. Mm-hmm. And so it showed, it showed a guy who was in a place where a guy would not survive. Yeah. With, like, no scuba equipment, and this is like, oof. Yeah. How's that guy doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I like my intro better. Sure. Like, they're just standing, like, on a dock or something, or or maybe even not even that. They're standing just on a city street, and they're like, wait, what's your name? He's like, it's Aquaman. Well, it's not really Aquaman. I go by Aquaman. What do you do? Fish. Just, like, slap. <laughs> huh? Where'd that fish come from? Don't worry about it. It's just what I do. Uh, who else is in the? Who else is in this version of the Justice League? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it because they haven't rebooted Green Lantern yet, even though he's a big part of the Justice League too. Yeah, yeah. That just got, I think I I don't know if they show, I don't know if they showed Green Lantern in there. Or not. I can't remember. I don't. I don't think they did. So they've just got um, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman, Cyborg. Yeah, Green Lantern would be the last one. um, Because it's supposed to be seven. Yeah. And there's there's a Netflix, there's an animated Netflix that's this world, which kind of explains why it it kind of helps. It helps me explain because it's a different universe than the typical Batman and Superman universe. Like this is a version of the universe where no like humans have no trust at all for superheroes and um 
like if you watch the if you watch the the one that's on Netflix, you'll kind of get an understanding. What's it called? Um, I don't remember. It's it's got Justice League in the name. If you just look for Justice League, you can probably find it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a very different universe because you know, like normal, the normal DC universe, like everybody loves Superman. Yeah, you know, and he's like the hero of Metropolis. I mean, people still kind of kind of iffy about Batman, but in general, they kind of accept him and people love the Flash. Oh, yeah. You know, but in this world, they don't like any of them. They hate Superman like they're willing to give Lex Luthor all the power in the world to like because he can take on Superman and stuff like that. Like it's a very different, a a different, like much darker. This isn't the Flashpoint paradox, is it? Um, it might be, it might be related to that. Cause that one's very different. That one's, um, like that one, Batman is Thomas Wayne. No, no, that's totally different. Okay. That's not the same thing at all. He's definitely Bruce Wayne. No, that's like a different, that's like an alternate timeline. Yeah. Thing. No, no, it's not that. It's more like an earth two kind of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's like, (laughs) you can, you can look up, uh, DC universe continuities and there is at least 50 of them. Yeah. This is yeah, and this is this is just a different one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's like distrust of superheroes and everything is a little bit darker and more sad Batman. Yeah, cuz Batman kills people, right? Um Well, he didn't kill anybody in this movie. In Batman versus Superman? I heard he killed a lot of people. Not as many as Superman, but a lot of people. Superman killed people in the movie? I mean, he killed people in his movie. <laughs> those were buildings. Nobody was in those buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and also nobody was near that other thing in India or wherever it was that he blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the... Yes, the device. Yeah, the Kryptonian um, uh, terraforming drill or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Black Man actually killed anybody in this movie. I have to go back and watch it again. Well, there's at least one of the one of the fight scenes. He definitely injures people to the point of them being probably dead. <laughs> Because I, I saw that fight scene, and yeah, he sends people like through floors and things, and through, and there's one. I want to say there's one where he like grapple hooks a guy or something so hard that he hits the wall, and there's blood left from where his head hit the wall, so he's dead. Uh, like he kills people. Sure. I don't know. In superhero worlds, like people can get blasted like thirty feet into a wall and still be fine. Yeah, I mean people that should die. Because, like, Flash isn't invulnerable, and neither is Batman. And those guys get sent flying all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, Flash will trip at 100 miles an hour and then, like, hit his head into a wall and not implode. Well, yeah. I mean, one, Speed Force. You can just blame everything on the Speed Force for the (laughs) Flash. Blame everything on the Speed Force. Uh, There's no no reason Batman should survive half the stuff he does. But, yeah. So that one... Ninja reflexes. (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. He flexed his 
forehead muscles in such a way that the impact was absorbed. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of stuff that Batman shouldn't live through, but does. Um, All kinds of random energy beams. Like, mm -hmm. I never understand the energy beams because it's like, this energy beam hits Superman and he seemed to actually feel pain from it. But then, like, you know, Hawk Girl or Green Lantern got hit with it. And, like, they're also just as hurt. Well, yeah. Well, okay, so there's... If you want to get into Superman, it kind of depends. Because magic's a weird thing in the DC universe. Because magic and some electricity can hurt Superman. Okay, but I'm talking, like, it's probably, like, a gun or something. What? Like an energy gun? Yeah, it's not magic. Well, We're talking just a generic old science beam well and then so then you've got to ask the question like why does electricity kind of hurt superman (laughs) right uh what is it about that i don't know there's no real science behind it maybe there's some of that in the laser beam that shot him i don't know and maybe it's like maybe he just reels from like the suddenness of being like pushed by it but it's more just a force thing that he's like not expecting and less of like a I'm actually being injured sort of thing. You know, like if I, if I walk up and I just like, like try to shove on you, like you'll feel it and you'll be like, <laughs> what the hell? But, and, and maybe if I shove hard enough, you'll actually move, but it doesn't hurt you. Like you're not like having to recover from that. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a what the hell. That's the thing about Superman is the way he's written is often like, he puts in the least amount of effort needed. Yeah, he's only exactly as strong as he has to be. Yeah, and like, and the, and like, only going up against people like Darkseid or Zod is he like, okay, I have to actually try for this one. <laughs> yeah, but again, all superheroes are really infuriating in their ineptitude of in using their powers. Yeah, well, if they were. If they were so smart that they were infallible, right, then there wouldn't be a story. I guess that's true. But also, like, the villains have to be pretty smart. At least some of them. Or lucky. You know, to actually get anything accomplished around. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to write a comic book where the villain is named Happenstance. And, like, all the heroes are really smart, and he's just, like completely lucky <laughs> he's just uh, so just a dumb luck character <laughs> yes that's his superpower <laughs> like he like stumbled across the kryptonite and like that's why he's just kind of carries it around with him <laughs> and superman's just like i thought it was a neat bobble <laughs> <laughs> whoops <laughs> he's licking his ice cream and the ice cream falls right as the flash is running at him to punch him and he slips on the ice cream mm-hmm yeah. And then doesn't die because of speed force or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't die because yeah, it's speed force. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Happenstance the character. There you go. I I'm willing to bet that that's a thing that exists already. Oh man. Oh yeah. Uh there was a episode of Batman the Animated Series. Do you remember that? Where there was the guy who like um thinks like at the beginning of the episode 
he either like runs over Batman or like runs the Batmobile off the road or something. And even the Joker thinks Batman's dead. And like all of the other villains are like, like praising this guy for killing Batman because he's just some schmo that like accidentally killed Batman. And the Joker's pissed. <laughs> he's like, hey, I'm the only one who gets to kill Batman. <laughs> uh-huh. And he just ruins this guy's life. And then it turns out Batman was fine the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember that when you when you mentioned it. Yes. Yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> Still your favorite Batman. Yeah. 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 Well, the first few seasons, once they switched to like once they lost that that one animation company and had to start using the Superman Superman animation company. I mean, it was still good. Like, like the writing and stuff was still good, but it's hard to look at. It's hard to look at because <laughs> then the Joker's like blue and he's got black eyeballs and it's like, why? Why? Yeah, they really like that kind of look. Yeah. With like the black, the black eye with like the, the white, the white pupil. Iris. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of that look because they did the Justice League stuff too, right? Mm hmm. But in that one, didn't he look better in the Justice League? Didn't he look more like? He looked Joker? more like the yeah. The Joker looked more like the original Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next time we'll have more like game news. A lot of games have come out now. Like Watch Dogs Two came out recently. Um, I'm probably not going to play that very soon. You can take a selfie. In that game. Great. Yeah, isn't it? You can tweet. You can yeah, you can tweet I think you can tweet that picture onto real Twitter. I uh I don't get the social media incorporation, I don't see why that's necessary. A lot of that game looks really dumb. <laughs> but there's some stuff that's like dumb in a fun way, and then there's a lot of stuff that's like um you can't tell if they're trying to be tongue in cheek and doing it really badly or if they're trying to be really hip and also doing it really badly. But like, <laughs> yeah, some of the social integration stuff and like how they're handling social media and like hacker uh, culture and Internet culture and stuff like there's a guy in that game who's got like a like a mask on that uh, the eyes change into like different emoji eye stuff like emoticon looking things and it's like it's, it it feels like if somebody who worked for like a potato chip advertising agency like decided this is what people want in a social media content kind of yeah it's like if somebody's like mom or dad um took a class at a college about social networks and then decided. I don't think it's somebody's write. mom or dad. I think it's somebody's like somebody who's like, well, it's 37. Well, it's gotta be like that has like an MBA in marketing. Oh, uh, see, I was thinking that they had to be a little bit older. Like they had to be just outside of like connection with that to where they like are familiar with like the usage of things like Facebook and Twitter but they are like 
behind on like how it's actually used. Actually, that that is somebody in their late thirties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. It's like the, the 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 people who thought the like just World War One things stuff for Battlefield One was a good idea. Like their input on social media inside the video game. So that game came out. Uh, what else came out recently? And I think there's a lot of stuff coming for Christmas, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's all of the like all of the shooters came out. Um, Battlefield one titanfall to infinite warfare which infinite warfare actually looks interesting because it's the least call of duty thing in a long time <laughs> <laughs> it's got all these like spaceships and stuff and there's like weird um not quite star fox level stuff but like uh you can fly around in a spaceship for side missions that's cool yeah. <laughs> oh, and Rogue One, that's coming out this week, right? Uh, the movie? Yeah. That's coming out this week? I think so. Maybe next week. It's coming out very soon. Like, thanks, it's got a Thanksgiving Day release? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a Thanksgiving Day episode. Is because, it? Oh, well, yeah. we're not going yeah, to do, do one next week. Well, Turkey we... sound! <laughs> there it was. Okay. He's going to go put in turkey sound later. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to add the turkey sound. It's just going to be me yelling turkey sound. No, I'll do the turkey sound. Yay. Yeah. But yeah. And then I guess because Cyber Monday and all that crap too. So there's got to be. What's Cyber see. Monday? You know, how do you not know what Cyber Monday is? You're the guy that doesn't understand what people want in social media. They want their snaps chatted and everything. Uh, Cyber Monday. I mean, I know what's. So here's the thing. Yes. <laughs> most of that is like just my like non-interaction with a lot of it uh-huh but also i still know what's lame i guess <laughs> cyber monday is like the equivalent of black friday but like all of the online stores oh yeah have all their deals so like amazon and all but amazon that. also has black friday stuff yeah. Well, I think they probably. I think they just like their whole. I think they just do like a whole week of it. Yeah, like all next week is going to have like sales and stuff. Speaking of Thanksgiving, my hands still smell like ham. <laughs> we won't explain that. No. But it's it's a lot less than it used to be, which is good. It's a good sign. <laughs> so you're not as ham fisted. Hmm. I was doing a lot of ham fisting. You don't want to... No, edit that out. No? Edit that out. I gotta edit that out? Yeah, that's horrible. Oh. What's wrong with that one? Uh, I'll tell you later. Hashtag ham fisting. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. You understand social media. I get it. That's how Twitter works. (laughs) Join the conversation. (laughs) Yes. All right. <laughs> Are we done? I think, I think so. I think we have to end it now. Yes. I don't know what we're going to call this episode, but it's definitely not ham fisting. It's going to be hashtag ham fisting. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you have to get to the end to understand. Yeah. It's, oh man. It's, well, okay. If it's not that, what would you think it's going to be? <laughs> I don't know. Something about wizards, I guess. Mm.
something about wizards. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's way it's way better than what I thought what I said. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Turkey sound! <laughs>